0: From the city of brotherly love, this is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. Did it again. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your Wanna wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. As always, this episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor and Acumatica and SAP Gold partner, Stellar. One consulting. If your business is still using QuickBooks, Excel Sheets, or maybe even five or six different programs, consolidate it. Get one single source of truth. Reach out to me, David at TruckByBiz.com, or go to stellaroneconsulting.com or stellar one.io, and we are going to help you break through barriers preventing growth. Now let's get back to today's episode. What are we going to talk about? career transformation with this mind-blowing, incredible story about how this dude, this incredible dude, became a yellow cab taxi driver to a tech entrepreneur, and it is an incredible story. I love it. I love him. He is incredible, and I think your mind is going to be blown. So what's his name? Nelson, Nigel. Nelson Nigel, CEO of KidMoto Technology, offers an inspiring journey from the yellow cab driver to tech entrepreneur, embodying resilience and innovation. His success in addressing a market gap, achieving significant milestones, and fostering a strong team aligned seamlessly with competitive spirit of career competitor. Nelson's leadership philosophy and forward-thinking business mindset provide Valuable insights for listeners aiming to elevate their performance and overcome challenges. So, hey, without further ado, let's bring Nelson right on in here. Business strategy. Nelson, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend. Shark Bite. Shark Bite. Ju- I love it. <laughs> yeah, you just became Shark Bait. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Forget about it. Love it. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Honored to have someone with you. You have such an amazing story. I can't wait to dig into it. So let's kick it off. Very first question tradition on this show everybody asks the same question uh, What's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? How'd you get there? Basically, in a nutshell, tell me what makes Nelson Nelson. I'm just a relentless entrepreneur. I, I just, uh, I'm
1: founder of Moto Nation, Kid Moto Technologies, but it, I'm not an overnight success. It's just um, a culmination of years of hard work, perseverance.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into the years of hard work and uh, perseverance because you went from literally a yellow cab driver to tech entrepreneur explain that journey because we love talking about look this show is about the three G's personal growth professional growth and business growth okay so explain to us how you went from a yellow cab driver to a tech entrepreneur
1: uh, long story short I studied cultural anthropology was moving into developing real estate some trained in that and two thousand eight hit uh lo- you know lost a lot during the recession and uh, moved away from real estate. Uh, lucky enough to have I for some reason I just like you know like wanted to drive a yellow cab in New York. I'm from New York, and yeah. forget about it. Greatest job ever.
0: Forget, forget about,
1: about it. It was <laughs> like uh, oh. I did it for three years and then I, I saw a need in the market for child car seats and it's like uh, I drove Uber. Uh, incredible experience. Uh, just you know driving yellow cab, driving Uber and. In 2016, planned this out. In 2017, we um, brought KidMoto to life. That's great. So what exactly is Kid Moto? Okay, good, good question. Uh, KidMoto is a mobile app that connects passengers seeking child car seats to drivers that provide pre-installed child car seats for airport transportation. It's kind of like, say, ditch the car seats when flying with a baby because parents kind of like You know, don't want to install child car seats when they're traveling to and
0: from the airports or even travel with child car seats. So Uh, it's such a pain waiting for them if they get checked and then you've got to wait. It comes out the large, uh, the large thing and that takes forever. It seems Uh, I've been there. I've done that when I when my kids were younger. That was that was always bad. Why didn't you exist back then when my kids were young? (laughs)
1: So and we operate in 52 cities across America. So we'll we'll get you in Bozeman or Salt Lake or you know Miami, Puerto Miami, etc.
0: Wow, that that that's pretty awesome. So you you scaled out the 52 cities. Um, how long did it take you to get into 52 cities? Uh, just yeah, six years. six years. Six years. Six years. Yeah. Yes. What's your goal of how many cities you want to get into?
1: I, I don't know. That the depends because now we have Moto Nation, which is we because we have a national infrastructure now. So now we're bringing new products to the market. Uh, uh, logistics, uh, non-emergency medical, uh, uh, airport transportation for flight flight crews, cruise, cruise cruise line uh, personnel.
0: Okay. So you, you never know. Never know. Yeah. That's great. So always expanding, you know, I guess you can say ABC always be closing, always be expanding. So, uh, yeah. you know, you yeah, that's the best way to find growth because I think too many companies, you get stuck with, um, you know, one product or or one idea. I mean, I think Google is a great example of this where they had the search engine and The search engine was their primary business for, you know, many, many years in the early days. And then they ended up expanding into where they're almost in every part of our life from cell phones to their smart devices to, you know, all of this stuff, analytics, everything. So it's kind of crazy. And I I think that that's a, a good model for a company to have to where you're constantly expanding and bringing new products instead of just having one core niche focus. They
1: have the they have the infrastructure.
0: So once you have that infrastructure, you could move
1: on. The, the Google Homes, they have data in all our homes, so yeah. forget about it. No, they, they have, they yeah. can, we could install cameras now
0: and they can listen to us also. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I swear they say they don't listen to us. I swear they are because I'll be talking about something with somebody. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing ads for it, whether it's (laughs) Facebook or Google. And it's like, I never said that into Google. Like, how the heck are they getting this? Like, I truly believe those big tech companies are spying on us. You're not spying on us, are you? No. Okay. 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 That's what I wanted to check out. Uh, So let's start a little bit backwards with, uh, you know, you developed this you obviously found that there was a need for a service like this okay how did you identify the gap that there was an actual market uh, a market that you really developed uh, hands-on and that change is how parents travel with uh, small children I mean how, how did you identify that there was not only that need but an actual market to where you could be in 52 different cities? Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) That's a good question. I think I was smoking crack. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) There you go. This is one of those Airbnb, one of those Uber, uh, like, you know, from left field type of ideas. It's like no one thought about it. Uh, You really have to be succinct. You have to be uh, focused on on a vision. And uh, I, I saw the need. Uh, driving yellow cab, uh, not wanting to pick up people with, with with infants or small children because it's not safe. Right, I remember. Uh, and uh, also driving a black car, uh, I saw the same thing. And everyone in our industry like refrained from uh, providing child car seats. So figured out, say, no, this is all we're going to do. And everyone said you're crazy you're crazy like how is that going to work because we're doing a super uh uh, a a super concise concise niche you know traveling parents with small children that need pre-installed child car seats not just car seats
0: but pre-installed you know that 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 is crazy because i'm sure that you heard a lot of people telling you that you were crazy like hey this is a niche to this, will never work. How did you overcome all that negativity and just be like, screw you all. Like there is a market for this and I'm going to go out, do it, get it done and make this business successful. I, I listened to a motivational speaker, Les Brown said, get rid of dead weight. So getting rid of dead weight, as far as the negativity that was bringing you down, that was killing your, your mojo, your idea that, um, like, did you do any market research on it at all? Or was it based off of your experience from being in the taxi industry?
1: It was based off my experience. And eventually we did market research to be found out, that, you know, there's like almost 40 million travelers traveling with small children in the United States by airplane. That's a big number. Yeah. And and, and uh, that, that that's just a niche that we focused on. No one else is doing, is focusing on them, and because of that, uh, we're you know we are able to create you know something which was not which which isn't you no know, and this is this is like incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is, and basically, I mean, I came from a small town, and I'm not taking a dig on my small town, but one of the things that always drew drove me nuts was when I was growing up it's old school thinking here, you know, and it, it's like, I'd have big dreams. And I'd, I'd remember my grandfather always saying, boy, get your head out of the clouds, you know, that that ain't ever going to happen. And I, I'm like, why? Why can't it happen? And, you know, for many years, it just had me down and, it, you know, it was bonded. It actually took me moving out to uh, Tijuana, uh, Mexico, where I learned anything is possible. Like the way people make money out there. I mean, it's it's insane from painting curbs to painting speed bumps to um, doing things. And it really got my entrepreneurial spirit back on track for business when I went out there and I saw that with my own eyes. But I know exactly what you mean as far as getting rid of the dead weight and then I kept that dead weight at a distance for many years. Now I'm strong enough in my beliefs and my experience and my accomplishments that the dead weight, I, yeah, I don't care if they're around me or not, because I'm not going to let their dead weight opinion actually, you know, bring me down. And I'm sure, are are you at that point yet? You think in your career? Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's, you could spot that. Right. And you know, you always have
1: to chip off dead weight also. Like, you know, always chip off dead weight because somehow it just you just always people always throw negativity at you. So, so you really want to chip that off. As soon as you just come near it, let it you no know, inconsequential. That's it. Move away from it.
0: Okay. So let's let's go back again into you know, you found filling a gap. You started your business with actually only two car seats. Okay, I, I
1: I was so broke, David, I couldn't afford three.
0: Wow. Yeah. But yeah. with the two car seats, you were able to, I mean, how many people do you have running with your company right now? Because this, I, I'm sorry, I just find it fascinating. I, I, I think we may have over 600 uh, drivers nationwide. That is incredible. And it's, uh, you know, it, look. Uber was there. Uber could have went after that niche. Lyft could have went after that niche, but they really yeah. they really haven't. And it might be liability. It might be whatever it is, uh, but they didn't go after it. And you're like, Hey, we're going after it. And you went after it and you got it done. So these drivers, they drive, for you just like they could for Uber or Black Car service or something like that. I, I assume many of the drivers probably drive with multiple apps uh, and Kidmoto is one of the apps that they're signed up and driving with, or how how does that typically work for the driver experience? it's it's it's
1: different. Uh, the, our drivers are driving uh, black cars, so they're you'll you know, dr- the passengers are getting picked up in a premium vehicle. Uh, a Cadillac Escalade, uh, a, 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 a Yukon Denali, a Tahoe, some premium vehicles like. Dad, I
0: I go. I'm flying next week to uh, to Vegas for the Acumatica conference. Uh, I might bring a kid with me just oh. to get uh <laughs> just to get in a kid moto vehicle.
1: So uh it's it's not it's not the typical Uber X that where you know you'll get you know, you fly into Kalamazoo or you're in you know Salt Lake and you uh so you know, it's John Doe who works at Pet Boys with yeah. uh in a, in a Pontiac Firebird,
0: Right? Uh it's not like that. Right, right, right. So our, so, our, our drivers are vetted and trained. Okay, so they're vetted, they're trained. They're, I assume they're trained to work with kids, work with the car seats, yes. all that type of stuff to make sure. Because I I would assume that safety is a number one priority. The safety of children. Safety is very important. So everyone has to be, uh, you know, thoroughly vetted and trained.
1: Uh, it's not again. It's not uh, uh, the, the John Doe working at Pet Boys in a in a non. Uh, like non-vetted vehicle. These are right. black vehicles. Um, black No, and with uh, commercial insurance, commercial register. No, right. just, just registered, yes.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, little bit about leadership because obviously you've got, besides your, your amazing rock star style, you have to have amazing leadership to lift a business. Like you said, you had to get rid of the dead weight. That was one of the first things you learned, okay? But then to grow to 52 cities, you have to have amazing leadership to be able to do that. How did you do that? Was it by surrounding yourself with the right people? Was it just going out and doing it? now, I'm talking about once you, after you started, where it was you and just two car seats. When you started actually scaling the business, okay, how did your leadership qualities grow? I, I think you just have to keep doing it, keep keep pressing, keep pressing,
1: keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. We, we've had, we've made I've made tons of mistakes, uh, but you just have to keep trying. So, uh, go doing it by doing it, and. Eventually, you start, you 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 surround yourself with you know g- good people, but sometimes sometimes you uh, you surround yourself with you know there's bad you know bad apples, but eventually you'll eliminate those.
0: Right. Eventually, you'll eliminate yeah the some of the bad apples. Tell me, being a leader in your organization and scaling this up, I mean, what was the biggest challenge you personally had to overcome? Was it confidence in yourself? In your business model, was it uh, just getting other people to buy in on the idea as you were trying to scale? I mean, there's so many different routes you could go. What do you think your biggest challenge was as a leader? I think my biggest challenge was probably emotional intelligence.
1: Working on emotional intelligence, right? It's uh, const it's constant. It's, constant. Uh, it's a little that's a little deeper. That's it's it's now dealing with stress. <laughs> Uh, dealing with uh, a lot of stress, a lot of people, a lot of different uh, people from you know we're working with uh, op, you know, with you know, vendors all over the place, and it's uh, dealing with just uh, a lot of different uh, personalities, and right. it takes it, it takes a uh, it, it it takes a certain type of person to be able to deal with uh, that, and of course dealing with bad apples because uh, when you, you know you kind of like know sometimes people are are lying to you and and, and stealing. Yeah. It's like like, you, you know that doing it, you can't say anything. You, 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 these are situations
0: that you have to right. deal with. Right, understood, understood. So, um, you know, you, your leadership journey of building kimoto from scratch, fostering a culture of innovation. How do you really foster your culture of innovation within your organization? Like you said that you're you're launching other business lines, other products, things like that. How do you foster that being the leader that you are?
1: We want to be uh, consumer uh, friendly. We want to be customer centric, right? Uh, Create value to the consumer. That's just at the end of the day, it's creating value to the consumer and finding uh, a need in the marketplace for that.
0: Right, so being right.
1: able to create value, you know, create value with you know providing child car seats is one, and seeing other aspects and trans uh, other areas in transportation that are not uh, w- where there are no providers. Right. right. So, for example, our our next venture is Baby Moto, and that's picking up newborn infants at hospitals. So think about when you had your baby and wow, it's a traumatic experience, and you you would just want to go home from the hospital, but you know. But generally, uh, new parents don't know how to install an infant seat uh, to take the baby uh, to go home. So, and that that's a that's a venture that we're very excited about. And also, uh, logistics uh, uh, working with airlines, delivering last mile cargo, uh, transporting airline crews or cruise line crew members. Uh, think about it. You know, cruise lines have you know
0: four, five, 600 uh, employees. Right. They, right. They need to be transported. Right, right. But how do you foster that innovation? I mean, you get these ideas, but wh- where do they come from? Do they come from your team members, your leadership team, your your own brain? I mean, how how do you get these ideas and figure out that there is a market for these? I like, that. I, I love them. I love like the baby taking the kids home. I mean, I have three kids. I mean, that would have been great if it was available when my kids were born. You know, or you know, you said the airline employees like. They're wonderful ideas, but how did you come up with those ideas? I, I, I listen. I listen to. I listen to people. Uh, I, I'm. I, I looked at the market.
1: Looked at what the leaders in the market are doing, and try to see you know what they're not doing. That's one. And of course, you listen to the consumer to see. Do you think this is valuable? Would you pay for this?
0: Okay. Okay. So you've done a lot of consumer surveys. It sounds like or focus groups, something like that, as far as getting the research. Okay, that sounds good. Um, Would you pay for this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And I assume the answer was yes because you're moving forward with it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into our last topic real quick. Um, Let's talk about the business mindset. Okay. Do not stay down on the floor when you're knocked down. Okay. What do you do when you get a punch to the gut? Okay. What do you do? to pick yourself back up and continue the fight. So what? Move on. <laughs>
1: move on. It's like like a quarterback, right? We're, you know, football season, right? You're throwing right. an interception. Right. I was
0: just about to say that. You throw an interception and you've got to get yeah, back right. out there and score a touchdown.
1: You got to it. That's you know, gone. That's it. You don't, uh, in, that's inconsequential in, in energy. That's dead weight, right? Just move on. You can't concentrate on uh, on that. Just move on. And oh, yeah. uh, you just have to keep getting, getting back up. You you can't, you can't, you can't stay down. You know, you, you just can't stay
0: down. Just keep moving, fall down, get back up, move on. That's solid, solid advice. Now, real quick, before we go, I got one more question for you before you give out all your uh, info. Okay. okay. I want to hear the story about your uh, subway accident. You've got to oh. share that.
1: Uh, you know, uh, I was going. I was going to high school in New York City. I remember I was going to aviation high school, and oh man, uh, for some reason I I I I was hit by train at that you know on the subway line and in Queens, and I, I just can't remember before that, mm-hmm. and I think I was in a coma for about three weeks, and a coma uh, for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So they, you can't really see this, but um uh, the the like the the doctor just took out the entire front basically the entire frontal lobe of my head, my forehead, and it grew back. It grew back.
0: Holy yeah. cow. That that is that's amazing. So I, I've gotta ask this. Uh I mean, like when you were in the coma, do you remember anything from being in the coma? No. No like what what was it like was it just like you were asleep like you just woke up in the hospital like what what the heck happened to me or or like how can can you do you mind sharing those details uh, I honest, I honestly don't
1: remember uh you know, you just wake up you just wake up wow wow you just you just you just wake up uh, uh, yeah
0: I've never met anybody know. that has woken up from a coma, so that has me personally intrigued, and that's why I needed to ask you about that. Oh, and and they had my hands strapped, on my feet
1: strapped down.
0: Oh wow, wow, yeah, that that was, it, it was
1: it was traumatic because uh, uh, you now you have you know you have you have a a, a kid with you now with with basically no bones in his in his like in front in his forehead, and. Uh uh you now who knows what I would have what I would have done. Who knows? But um they it's a good thing they strapped me down.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? It um sounds like with everything that you're doing, the way that you look, uh, because you you are sharp, my man. Uh you I, uh it looks like as traumatic as that was being in a coma for three weeks with a subway accident. I mean, things worked out for you like you you've had uh you've had some struggles throughout your life and you are why I do this show because I want other people to hear it look this dude was in a coma okay he went through you know almost i assume almost losing everything during the great recession um, yeah, and yeah. built yourself up from being a taxi cab driver to an actual tech entrepreneur in fifty-two different cities with six hundred drivers around the U.S. in a specialized niche with more to come. That is incredible. If that's not motivating you to go out there and start your own dang business, despite the negativity people are telling you, uh, I don't know what else to tell the viewers. Just set your goals. You no, know, set them
1: as high as possible, and keep and keep sending them high. Uh, I was asked a question about, you know, like, uh, what's the most uh, uh, advice you've ever gotten, right? And I only only took a, a one business class in college, and the professor said, shoot for the stars, because if you land on the moon, that's not a bad place to be.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I, I live that same philosophy. I have a little bit of a different saying. What I usually say is, Keep one eye on the present because you need to be focused on the now, like what you're doing now. But you also need to keep one eye on the future because the actions that you take today are going to impact whether or not you hit those goals in the future. And that's my mindset of thinking, which is, I I would say, argue that it's pretty similar to what you said, where you shoot for the stars. If you land on the moon, that's not that bad either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. anyways, Nelson, Appreciate this it. was an incredible interview. Your story is mind-blowing. I love it. Um, you know, so sorry you were in the coma. Uh, that that was a, a, a sad moment. But besides that, I mean, you've overcome a lot throughout your life. And uh, kudos to you. Full respect. This was incredible. Please tell me, how can people get in contact with you? How can people get in contact with Kid Moto? Uh, give us all the details about how to reach out to your business
1: uh, I'm personally, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, uh, Mo- Kidmoto, Moto Nation, we're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. It's actually uh, called X up- now. Oh X. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
1: X. we're on X and uh, and uh, YouTube, we're on Facebook. can reach out you know can reach out to our know, uh, I uh, assume me. you have uh, apps for Kidmoto. Yes, uh, that uh, kidmoto app is on uh, is in Google Play, uh, iOS store, and babymoto, um, same, and it's incredible. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: that 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 is great. Everybody out there, please check out this man's business, especially if you have kids, because uh, he's a brilliant man and uh, fought a lot of perseverance to get to where he's at today. Nelson, this was an incredible interview. You have such an invaluable story. I'm sure it's going to inspire at least one person out there. One of our five listeners will definitely be inspired. So thank you so much. You're welcome, David. Thank you for having me. Refuse to lose. Refuse to lose. I love that. I want to get that made on a banner. And I'm going to quote you for saying it. (laughs) Hey, thank Thank you, you. Nelson. You're, You're fabulous. Thank you again, my friend. Cheers, man. Cheers. Wow, that was an incredible chat with Nelson, right? First, y'all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out, because you know Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small business. You share this out to your friends, your family, your colleagues, wherever you dwell out in the interwebs. I'd love nothing more than Nelson Nigel, Kid Melto, and Sharkpipe is out there trending. Anyways, awesome stuff, Nelson. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your expertise, and your personal career transformation. Once again, proving on this show that anybody can do anything. All it takes is motivation. Question of the day. What do you think about Nelson's career transformation from taxi cab driver to tech entrepreneur? I would love to hear your thoughts. Leave a comment down below on YouTube. Do you want to be on the show? We're currently booking season eight and nine. Interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Please don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, you can join the channel. $3 a month, you become a baby shark. Every dollar in is every dollar out. Helping reach as many people as we can to help them hit the three G's. Personal growth, professional growth, and business growth, just like you heard on this episode with Nelson today. And also, lastly, one last shout out to our sponsor that made this possible, Stellar One Consulting. You know, if you're running on QuickBooks, if your business is struggling with the tech that you have reach out to me, David at SharkBiteBiz.com or go to StellarOneConsulting.com and StellarOne.io. We will help your business get through the next level with a growth partnership that you have always dreamt of. We'll be looking to hear from you. But anyways, again, thank you again, Stellar One, for making this all possible. You all know this by now, but I'll say it once again. I'm David Strasser. This is Sharkbite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Ciao. You've just experienced Sharkbite Biz with Dave Strauser. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the show to help us spread the word about personal, professional, and business growth. Want to be on the show? Send an email to interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Special shout out to our sponsor, an SAP and Acumatica Gold Partner Stellar One. Get off QuickBooks automate businesses processes and have your business reach the stars stellar one consulting.com or reach out to the show till next episode